have no idea what the fuck. Welcome to another episode of I Have No Idea What The Fuck. And today, I'm going to be talking about honesty in relationships. The reason why I want to talk about this is the other day I was talking with a friend of mine, an old friend of mine, whom I have seen get into quite a few tangled situations over the years. And it's been, in my viewpoint, this kind of dogged holding on to relationships that, in my view, were toxic. And basically, the results of these relationships were that my friend got burned by people that he decided to do business with or decided to, you know, befriend or let into his world. And one of the main things that I've seen as a pattern, and when I look at my friend, I'm not just looking at my friend, I'm looking at myself because the conclusions I'm coming to are conclusions that I'm coming to about how I deal with certain things in my own life. And so I always take my interpretation of a person and I say, how, how am I, how can I apply my commentary on that person to my own life? Because that's essentially what it is. It is a viewpoint of myself and how I would deal with the situation. And basically, it's something where I am entertaining someone who may not be the most healthy person in my life. Not in this particular case, but I'm saying just in general where I've entertained people who weren't really the healthiest person or weren't on the same level as I am and in understanding. And it ended up being kind of a disaster. And so I say to this person, usually the, the cause of the issue is that this person did not communicate a crucial piece of information that probably would have alleviated the entire situation. And number two, he was dealing with people who were a lot less emotionally mature than he is. And so they would erupt into like volatile emotions and actions that could have been very that that could have compromised his business, his peace of mind and were very deleterious to, you know, whatever he was building. And so. My mentality, at least, the you know, in the in the side of myself that I assumed in the conversation with him was that, you know, you have to communicate, you know, like he got he he was involved in, in business with, a, you know, a group of people and he enjoyed being doing business with this group of people. There was just one person that he saw or perceived to be kind of shady. And so this person ended up. Uh, basically fulfilling, you know, uh, or confirming his suspicions. And that was the only member of the group that he was not really, you know, wanting to be involved with. And, and he just kept, he kept silent about everything, kept silent about everything, kept silent about everything. And instead of, you know, once, Things got things even got into a physical altercation, not specifically with this person, but meaning the person that he felt was shady, but kind of by proxy or by way of that person, by a few degrees of separation. 
And not that my friend is perfect. My friend did some things to kind of exacerbate things, but not so much so that it was really a huge problem. It was something where if you had more mature people, they may have not sat down and had a conversation about it, but it wouldn't have gone to a physical level. And that's how immature, emotionally immature, these people were that he was dealing with. And there just came a point where he wasn't clearly communicating after, you know, the, in, after certain people had clearly crossed the line and crossed the boundary. He didn't say, you know what, uh, you know what, I just don't think that we're seeing eye to eye. I think that we need to, you know, just just cool off for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Now, he's, you know, he deals with rougher people, you know what I'm saying, on average. So these people aren't really, they don't really respond to politeness and courtesy. They always respond to a display of strength. And it's difficult to be kind and still be perceived as strong and ferocious in this group of people. So the, the advice that I gave him might have not worked per se, but I was just kind of just speaking my piece. It wasn't something where I said, you must do this. It was just something that was just my instinctual response to what he was saying. But at the end of the day, I the way that the situation was presented to me and having known my friend for many years, I realized that you really needed to open up and speak up and say your piece and set boundaries, very clear boundaries in the best way you possibly could. And his response was, but if I set boundaries, it'll just make things worse. And my response was, but they end up going there anyway. So you're better off covering your ass and setting boundaries. Now, knowing my friend, I knew he wasn't going to listen to me. I knew he was just going to do things the way he wanted to do them. And I wasn't frustrated by that. It's like, Whatever hell he wants to create for himself is his business. But the thing that I want to I want to take it from that situation and translate it to a, a general lesson is you always want to make sure in relationships that people are very clear where you stand. Now, in many cases, the reason why many of us don't tell the truth to one another is because we're not sure how emotionally mature another person is or how they're going to receive the truth that we tell them. And even if we have the greatest and most positive intentions, that person can get stuck in a mental pattern in their own consciousness and kind of demonize you and make you the bad guy. And so mature conversations are not always possible. And that's actually kind of been a source of frustration for me personally, because on average, you know, the people that I have dealt with in my life and, you know, and I'm working on attracting new people, they they haven't always been the most emotionally mature and neither have I. But you'll have an intention. You'll want to say something. You'll want to intimate something. And it just won't be understood. You'll be seen as somebody who, you know, like I love people, but there are times where I just need my time. I need time away from people and it's probably going to be a long time because I have to get clarity on certain things there are a lot of discrepancies in the relationship that I'm not happy with and I'm not happy there are just certain times where I, I love people but I'm not happy being around them the way that they want me to be around them so I have to separate myself but 
intimating that to them is not something that's possible because they'll they're stuck in their own mental pattern so they're not really able to understand or embrace the desire to just have my own independence and individuality and agency and those three things are things that I've come to deeply appreciate over the past few years and not everybody uh, embraces that you know not everybody embraces having their own agency because they're so afraid to be alone. And while loneliness is a very painful experience, uh, I just don't think that you should sell your soul just to be seen and appreciated. I believe that you can show up completely authentically and be around the right people and you can have social success. One thing that I have always kind of had a slight disdain for in social situations is that ever since I was a kid in elementary school, I saw the way people moved. I saw the way people acted and it was always inauthentic. It was always a fear of standing on your own. It was always a fear of just being themselves. It was always a herd mentality of this is the group we're going to go in because this is easily defined and this is easily seen and this is easily known. And, you know, it wasn't until recently in my adult life that I started to understand that fear uh, because I had to look at myself. But I've but ever since I was in elementary school, I have seen how people move like that. And it makes you feel really bad. It makes you feel ostracized. It makes you feel like you're not part of anything and you know I didn't have the kind of relationship with anyone you know coming up where I could intimate that and feel supported in some way so I had to go through life basically alone like I was always by myself and it got so bad that it it got to a point where I was in high school and there were just nights where I would just cry myself to sleep because I just didn't understand I didn't understand how to integrate because I wanted to interact with people and I did interact with people and I did have some joyful and fun times. But there was never a point where I was able to fully get the fulfillment of a beautiful relationship with a lot of people. And I've struggled with that for a lot of my life. And uh, it's not because, you know, I have some disorder. It was because I was never trained. I never saw what a healthy relationship was. Uh, I never had a healthy relationship at all. It, it took it took me a lot of alone time to realize I've never been in a healthy relationship ever. And it was and, and it's been a huge, huge process to really to really reverse engineer my psychology and realizing that I wanted that I wanted to be I wanted to have friends I wanted to be in social situations but I did not want to give up my truth for it and I felt like that's something I always had to do just to be in a social situation and I'm the kind of person where I'm going to study things that most people don't study I have interests that a lot of people don't seem to have I don't like to talk about basic shit. I don't give a fuck about love and hip hop. I don't give a fuck about um, those singing shows, you know, like who's got talent and shit like that. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit unless I unless I wanted to be involved in it on some level. I don't give a fuck about television shows. I get I like things that I like. And 
you know, it doesn't mean that everyone in my circle has to be as involved in the things that I like as I am. It just means that there's some degree of appreciation for what you bring to the table. And I had to learn how to appreciate myself so that I could recognize other people appreciating me because that I had I had, had such a, a consistently unhealthy experience in relationships that I really needed to step back and appreciate myself and love myself. And it's a daily thing. So that kind of digressed a bit. But uh, this is about, you know, truth telling your truth and relationships or saying your truth. And I actually didn't, I didn't digress. You should always be in a relationship where speaking your truth is appreciated. I'll put it like that. And I don't think that that means that the persons that you're involved with as a friend or a lover or a business partner should always agree with you or should always like what you say it doesn't mean that what it means is that honesty being put there is kind of part of the part of a a pact of integrity when you have a pact of integrity you have trust and when you have trust it's really important to know you you know where the other person's coming from you know the person isn't trying to deceive you you know the person doesn't have an ulterior motive and you can you can kind of move with ease because when it comes to being close to someone and intimate with someone, you don't want to have you don't ever want to be in a space where you're questioning what their intentions are. The person should always be the other person should always be upfront with what their intentions are, as you should always be upfront with what your intentions are, unless you're trying to propose to marry them and you're trying to keep it a surprise or something. But that's a small thing. That's that's something that ultimately you're using to celebrate your relationship you know what i'm saying like not just surprise of marriage but if it's just a friend and you wanted to you know they say i want this i want this i want this and they never were able to get it for themselves and you find you're finally able to get it for them and you want to surprise them as a celebration of your relationship and how much you value them and care about them and love them you know that's another thing that's definitely you know hiding your intentions is absolutely (laughs) a-okay But I'm talking about chronic miscommunication, chronic um, discommunication, I would even say. I know that's not a word, but it's just dysfunctional communication is just the worst. When people don't say what they feel, when people aren't aware of what they feel, when they're not self-reflective of what they feel and what they want and what they need and how they work, it just makes things a lot more difficult. It 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 only it leads people to assume. And if you're dealing with emotionally immature people, they're going to assume your intentions anyway, even if you tell them directly what your intentions are. So the whole thing is to be very cognizant of the kinds of people that are around you. Be cognizant of how you feel about yourself. If you truly love yourself you know, you don't need other people to love the things that you love, but you do require that your presence is appreciated and that you are valued and that you are noticed and noticed and that you are seen. Being noticed, being seen, being appreciated. These are the benchmarks of a healthy relationship. 
And it doesn't mean, you know, for the spiritual people out there, it doesn't mean that it love and light all the time. It doesn't mean the person is always looking at you lovingly, you know, just staring at you and being present all the time. It does mean when I say being present, I mean like, you know, being you know, putting on a performance of being present, you know, uh, like someone who's just staring at you all the time. Being present is always required, but I'm, I'm saying the level of presence. The person's not always going to be smiling at you. They're not always going to be staring at you lovingly, but they will be available. They will be emotionally available. They'll be physically available. That's what's required. And uh, I just think that it's it's not about perfection. It's about progression and you need to know that the person, even if they have different, slightly different values and they have different, you know, a different direction that they're moving in, that you have fundamentally the same values when you come together, you know, and um, and that you're noticed, seen, heard, appreciated, loved. Um, and that's something I'm learning, you know, because for years I needed everyone to feel and think and love the, exactly the same things that I loved. And that was the only way to know that they were someone that was, you know, friend potential or business potential or lover potential. And that's true to a certain degree, but it has to be more so on within the realm of values, not necessarily specific TV shows or subjects or whatever that can heighten the level of bonding and connection if they like if you like the same books or concepts or institutions or what have you but it's not absolutely required for a relationship all that's required in a relationship is appreciation and love that's really all that's required and when you like when you're loved and you're appreciated and it just kind of trumps there being any kind of like similarities and likes and goals and things of that nature they just may not be as close to you or as regular a friend but it doesn't mean that you value their presence in your life any less it just means that they're just not as present in your life because you're not on a, as on as similar a vibration as someone who does like a lot of the things that you like Thanks, guys, for listening uh, and supporting the podcast. And uh, as always, if you're seeing this on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell, watch a few more videos, and uh, check out my podcast on Apple, Google, Anchor, wherever you can find it. Peace. Yeah.